Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. This is York from Germany, and you are listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival with your host John Renard. That is fantastic, brother. That was that was perfecto. Now we're going to just dive right in. Oh, but you know what it would be neat, York, if you could do it in German. Hallo, 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 meine Freunde. Ich bin der Jörg aus Ingolstadt, auch bekannt als York from Germany. Und du hörst gerade den Mobile Radio Carnival mit deinem Gastgeber John Renard. That is fantastic, man. So how are you, sir? I'm fine. Thanks. I hope you're fine, too. I am fantastic. Are you recovered from your show that you put together? It was an amazing thing on doing this on Saturday with so many guests and so many great musicians. And we had much more visitors, listeners, visual listeners yeah. than I than I thought we ever would have. That was amazing. And again, we're going to get into that as we talk about your radio endeavors. Um, but I think we should first introduce to the audience who you are. Jorg is like a masterful guitar player. He's been a musician for a good part of his life. I imagine uh, there was like a six-year span maybe where you weren't necessarily a musician. Did you start really young in, in music? Yes, of course. Um, I think my first touch with music was in the age of three or four oh, years. Wow. For my, my parents are very musical and my dad was always playing on the harp and on the and on the organ, on the home organ, always playing those old um, Siemens songs, Aloha and this and this songs. And I guess the first time I played any melody must have been around with six years or so. Wow. So you started, I guessed it right. I said like six years. You were six years old when you started. Yeah, around that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. And so, so you play guitar you play many forms of music um predominantly you've played kind of a heavier metal or a prog rock i, I would call it is that what you started with i know you play mean mean blues um, yeah <laughs> the and to be honest the blues was the last the first and the last form of music i ever did i started okay Okay, let, let me say it in this way. I started with some uh, guitar lessons in the age of nine. And my guitar teacher always was really disappointed about me because he wants me to read music, but I didn't. I listened to him two times or three, three times and okay, I played it. So he was <laughs> really unhappy about that. Wow, that's, that's amazing, actually. That's kind of a little bit like, uh, I guess, it, an idiot savant does that, right? Where you just hear it and play it? Yeah, yeah. I listen to it and repeat. That's fantastic. And so, so how far did you go with the lessons at that point, frustrating this gentleman? Um, I had to change the teacher after a while because he did not. He told my to my parents, um, sorry, but I can't 
teach him guitar. He's always listening, but excuse me, it's my job to make him read notes, read music. Right. But, okay, that was never my way. So I had another year of um, guitar lessons in the age of 12, I think. And that teacher was doing it in a group of students and the other students were from that seen from that point a little bit older ladies so right. they were around 20 or 25 in, at this point and they wanted to play those um yeah the bavarian folk music that's umpa 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 and hey i tell you that's not my world it, it wasn't something was. that thrilled you you're like you're like no thank you <laughs> and so came so it came that in the age of around 13, there was on the top 10, there was Kiss, there was Judas Priest, there was a, an Australian band named ACDC. Nobody knew, oh, yeah. did, did hear from them. Yeah, that's, that was the first, my first, hmm, my first album I had, that was the um highway to hell oh nice by, by acdc yeah and i tried fiddling around with my classic guitar to beat that riffs and to find out how to manage it and in the same time a friend of mine a school friend of mine he had those beatles complete book you know what i mean yeah where all those great old beatles songs are in and we played that from the beginning to the end and backwards yeah and those were always in a in a little bit of rock and roll and bluesy style and so it was my first thing then i did a little bit music in a cover band doing proud mary keep on rolling oh nice yeah yeah that was one of the first songs i ever played in a band without injuring myself while holding an electric guitar yeah, and then came so many years of, of work, of career, of building my own business, and I never lost um, the touch to the to the music, to making music. There was heavy metal, there was um, standard mainstream rock, and always, I guess, always there was a, a little thread of blues inside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just to give the audience a, a, a fair idea of what we're actually talking about, I think I'm going to play Dancing Butterfly uh, right now so that they can hear some of your music so they know the talent in which we speak. That's, that's a, a pretty good idea. That's one of my favorite songs. No, it's, it's a beautiful song. So I'm going to play that right now. We'll come back and talk about it after after we hear the tune. Yeah, I'd love to. All right.
I, I love that song. It's beautiful. Did you you wrote that for your daughter? I believe is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Because my older daughter, she's named Leah. She's an an, an really easy mind and an, an absolute great person. She enters a room. Oh, nice! And you have the feeling you have to smile. You have a good mood. You you are. Uh, you lose the boulder that that's on your shoulders and you feel free and you have to smile and um, that's the groove of the dancing butterfly leah is the dancing butterfly that is that's so nice because uh one of the things that at pluto radio which we'll talk about in a bit too is one of the log lines always talks about music for the happy human and that yeah. that it describes exactly what pluto's shooting for is 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 people like lifting those boulders and just removing them and yeah. and having joy is really it's a song of joy yeah yeah you can say so yeah yeah and it sounds fantastic i love it it's uh there's so many like songs that you do with blues vibe that um you know certainly represent some masterful playing um but i think too we should maybe cut in something from uh, from your latest work. If you want to talk about your latest work first, and then we'll play one of the songs. I'll let you pick it, and we'll cut it in, and then uh, we'll go from there. So w it's Torn is the name of the album. Yeah, yeah, it's Torn, Because I'm Torn. Ah, but you mix, you do this brilliant thing where you're mixing uh, classical. I guess this is getting back to your father's harp playing, and your own, you make the guitar basically... I guess in a classical sense, it takes the place of a violin Yeah, yeah in, in a strange yeah, exactly. way. It's a little more complete in ways uh, than I think a violin would be in this in the, in the music that you've created. Um, yeah. So were you inspired just because you've always had a bent for classical music or you were raised around it? I never had the chance to do classical music because it's quite hard to get <laughs> to even get band comrades to play blues or rock music, it's hard enough. But to find an orchestra, okay, would be one of my dreams one day to play together with an orchestra, but I never had the chance. Right. And this was the way my label boss told me, hey, now is the time I need an instrumental album from you. Do that now. Okay, who am I to disagree? <laughs> and I did. And I had 11 days of time to do my instrumental songs. Some of them I have in my mind for years, but all this, that classical stuff, that's brand new. And on the first day, I started using um, um, the, the samples of an orchestra, really, yeah. really fine and good samples. I had to figure out how to manage the tracks in the sequencer program i found a way and while editing all all of those voices those were 12 or 14 orchestral voices the cello the violin the flutes the piccolo and so on they were all in one editor and i set the voice and it it was so fast i could not think about what i do it 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 ran out of me. It, nice. it was one, one thread. And so I didn't want to have an only classical um, album because of my rock songs. I love right. them too. And this is 
also the album's name that's torn because I'm torn between the the different worlds of music. The classic is inside me, the blues is inside me, also the heavy drums and the, those those really heavy distorted guitar sounds. And that was my way to mix it all together. I think we talked about that once, like uh, when we were exchanging some ideas on like favorite type of music. Yeah, I think both of us kind of said uh, that it, it ends up being a melding of different forms of music rather than one, at least for me, it was like, you know, I don't really have a specific type of music that's my favorite per se to perform. Yeah, um, you're told, yeah. It, yeah, and it's kind of like, I, I just, you meld every every bit of knowledge that you have into whatever song when it's appropriate. Like you go, oh yeah, I like this jazz thing that I learned with my voice. I'll throw that into the 16 Flowers or, yeah, you, you yeah. know what I mean? And you can pick and choose and then it, it ultimately becomes you opposed to you playing a style right which is always what i talk to you about is i i'm amazed at like first off playing the guitar for you seems like breathing and yeah, yeah, yeah. and second it's off yeah okay. when you're playing blues and when you're playing a heavier heavier metal sound it still like holds your personality it's authentic yeah yeah oh that's wow me. that's that's nice man i like that Authentic. I'm gonna to have to look that one up, brother. <laughs> I like <Okay>. it. <laughs> okay. I, I like that one. Fine. It's funny too, Jorg. I uh, I took piano lessons, oh, okay. and I was I was terrible at sight reading. <laughs> so I I would have to take this the music home and play it and memorize it, and then go back and pretend like I was sight reading, and I still yeah. sucked at it. But um, but what I learned was like. Like this whole thing of of the chords and the tones, I think that was my thing that I picked up out of out of taking lessons. And I still, you know, I, I suck when I play today, even as far as compared to re what I call real musicians. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I I know part of my background rides in that or resides in that. So it's it's mm -hmm. you're saying kind of the that. same thing. Like your classical dad kind of instilled a certain thing in you. Yeah, yeah. It was always. It was always this thing, reading music, because, um, no, I start again. Reading music for me is like, like reading words, like a, like a news speaker on a, right. on, a, on a news TV. Yeah, like a teleprompter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to read notes, I guess, is for, for most of us musicians so important because they did not learn to use their ears right. for making music. And it's important. There are so many um, also classical pieces of music. We would not know if there was no music reading, no, no sheets. Right. But you can, in my opinion, you should um, read the notes from a, from a piece, from a, from a sheet. Uh, inhale it, assimilate it, and then bring it to your instrument in your way. Yeah. The kind you feel it, not only reading down, playing it down from a, from a sheet, you have to, uh, to imprint it with your own character. 
Yeah, I think I, I guess that's what the conductor actually does in in orchestration or, orchestral yes. scenario, yeah. and and the interpretation belongs to that person. And to your point, then in a way that makes the instrumentalist a bit of a teleprompter reader. Yes. yes. Uh, albeit, I don't mean to insult. I mean that's high end skill. I'm not saying there's yeah. that's easy to do. They also <laughs> have to interpret within their parameters as they're playing, but. Uh, yeah. It's just a fa it's a fascinating thing how we all come to it in different ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to, I had a sequencer. I was one of the first guys in, in Detroit to go out and buy a sequencer while everyone kind of poo-pooed it. But it was because I couldn't play as well as the other guys, but I could think music. And so mm -hmm. I, I, would, I would write music on a sequencer that I wanted to play. And uh, some nights I would just practice and I would write um, fa orchestral music. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so, I'd use the bassoons and the clarinets and I'd arrange yeah. these big, you know, and I would do it just to practice, like, what is music? What is yeah. it? If I were, if I had to use these instruments, how would I express myself? And uh, it's just, it's, it's an amazing process, like what the brain does and, 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 and what, uh, what we contrive as musicians. And uh, I'm sorry, I took us way off point. I wanted you to introduce one of the songs from Torn. So the audience can actually hear some of the things that we're talking about. So which which song do you think we should play off Torn? That's a that's a quite hard question because each of that that songs every single song of Torn is important for me. I did not listen to all of the songs so so often as I as I wanted to do because I'm you know I'm doing that guitar lessons I'm doing the radio shows I'm doing these and that and those okay <clears throat> but after all I must say my favorite piece of music is the opener the concerto the the first one the what's the name uh oh <laughs> the andante vivace that's the one man That's the one. You know what? That, yeah, you got it, man. <laughs> That's the one we're going to play right now. And then we'll come back and talk about things.
really, I really respect that so much because you're melding basically your two musical brains, albeit you got probably six, you know, maybe 12. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. So if you teach, which I understand you teach students, yeah, do you yeah. get, do you get upset? Teacher. Yeah. Do you get upset with them when they can't read the music? Um, not really. There are some, they want to read music yeah. and um, okay. For, um, on beginner's level, that's no problem to show them a little bit of a, of a small note, fast note and so on to yeah. make it read, to help themselves reading music. But in usual, I always try to, to rotate a little bit between uh, strumming the guitar playing songs and, and making chords, doing a little bit of classical music to, to make their fingers running faster. And also, I, ha I always have an eye on their voices because it's a, it's a really hard thing to strum a guitar with the right hand and to have lyrics because you're using the left side of the brain for your, for your speech and for your right hand to control mm. it. So you have to force your brain, you have to tell your brain, hey, brain, please, for singing lyrics, please use the right one. And um, I always try to make them tricks, sing them, sing only when your hand is strumming. And then step by step, you come into, um, into the lyrics a little bit uh, laid back or a little bit faster sung, but it's a, it's a long process. And I always look that they are using their ears because music is not reading, music is listening. Mm. So you have them do it on the, the strum motion because that's your, your brain is then saying, do something now, do something now, do something yeah. now. Yeah. And then as you progress them, they learn to float the two separately. Like the strum happens, but now I can talk while or sing while yes, the strum is yes, happening. Exactly. That's exactly. so fascinating because when I, um, I sang with a jazz duo for quite some years at the Dresden in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And Elaine talked me into singing. I hadn't sung in many years. And, uh, and so I was, I was a little nervous about it. I was tentative about it. And it was a different form of music. It was jazz. I'd never really done jazz. Yeah, yeah. And it did. It took me, I think, uh, it took me about four or five months when I, of doing it, like, every night that I worked, to where I was like, wow, I can think about my laundry list while I'm singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wasn't conscious about th singing so much anymore. I mean, I still was. It was I was still vested in it. Mm -hmm. And it, it was see. still... But you know what I mean? I could think about other things and it didn't, it didn't break. And it's kind of what you're talking about is training yourself yeah. to be able to do more than just count. Yeah. 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 To use um, also the left hand. Maybe I should, I should say it must, it sounds a little quite unfair, but playing on a piano, you have, let's have one hand, the right hand on the piano. You're playing um, notes and you only have to press down a note and you can hear it. On the guitar, you first have to prepare that note with the left hand 
and then you grab it with your right hand. And those are two or three processes that are working simultaneously. And then comes the voice. And then yeah. comes, comes your eyes looking on a sheet, reading the lyrics, watching the chords. And those are so many processes you have to melt down to make some of them automatically. So that the work um, from itself, that you can, you don't have to control your left hand for the chords, maybe, or you start not more controlling the right hand while strumming or while picking. And this is the way, step by step, you can find to the freedom of singing over a song mm. without, without the structure of your, of your right hand or if you're a left hand man of your left hand. Right. That's fascinating. Where, where is it that you teach? Is it an institute? Is it a... Oh, I started, I started here at home in my, in my basement, in my right. studio. That's yeah. now my studio. And I started in the age of, I think, 22 or 24 or so. Oh, wow. So I never, I never lost the thread to, to have at least one student a week. There were right. times it didn't work more. And the, the maximum then was um, after 2003, I went to a local institute mm. and the highest count of um, guitar students I ever had was around 60 a week. Wow. That's for real there, man. Around uh, 2008, there were... Um, three groups working, right. three guitar students groups and single lessons. Okay, and now here we are in the time of the of the pandemic. Yeah, I was just going to ask how it's changed with the internet. Yeah, and it's a massive change. All the other institutes were waiting for, okay, um, we're sitting here, we will have four weeks of no doing lessons, and then we reopen again. But I uh, think I did the right step in, in the April of this year. I had to prepare two or three weeks. All the computers have to, uh, to order the fiberglass line so that I have a real good internet connection. And you can say I started the online guitar school in April of this year. And I have nice. so, so many hours and so many experience now using the microphone, using the screen. And it seems it works. Yeah, it's working out for you. That's fantastic. Well, I can see too, by the way, you're describing how you slowly take the student through the process. They, I, yeah, I would assume yeah. you're a very methodical teacher as you seem to be with your music and everything else that you do. Um, so God love you, man. You're, you're creating, is there a, uh, in Germany, is there a love for rock and roll still, or is it turning into uh, rap music or, you know, more studio stuff that's less musician intensive? What's going on there? I'm really sure there <clears throat> must be rock and roll guys in Germany. I can't tell you where they are, but there must be <laughs> in Germany. Right. I don't know. From my side, it's pretty hard, as I told you, to get even musicians to make music. It's also hard to get gigs because um, we are in Germany and we're in the land of, hmm, let me say, pay to play. 
Ah. If you want to play in a, in a venture, um, you have to guarantee that there will be at least 20 or 30 people for buying drinks and so on. And if they don't, you have to pay the bill. So yeah. that's not, not really fair. And that's always a question of what can I give and what do the people want to have? Okay, I guess we're in Spotify. We landed finally in Spotify and all the kids and the, and the young persons are listening to Spotify because it's cheap. Yeah. And they can yeah. listen wherever they are. It's uh, pay to play, obviously, you know, is a bone of contention with me. I, I, uh, it's, it's just villainous. I mean, I get why business-minded people don't seem to understand about supporting stuff. And that kind of is a savage thing, too, because you're basically saying, you know, you're, let, you're not, it's not really the appreciated talent that rises. What rises out of that are the more aggressive people who know how yeah. to... And I, I won't take away from the fact that sometimes I'm sure aggressive people are good musicians as well and talented people as well, but it leaves a lot of the sensitive artistry where a person may not be able to promote themselves, but have an amazing talent. It leaves them to the wayside. Yeah. And uh, as you know, it's, it's a bone for, through Pluto radio, which you helped me do. Uh, it's a bone of contention of mine. Some of these radio stations online in particular actually figure out very clever ways to make the bands pay which is uh i mean villainous is the only word i can continue to use about it it's it's yeah, yeah. it's not mentally healthy for the artists as well that are paying to play yeah it's yeah, it's like i see it exactly the same way yeah. it, it's a, it it devastates the artistic soul it devastates the artistic soul of of not necessarily just the artist, but of the people who are listening as well. I, I feel, you know, and uh, anyway, that's, I could rant about that for some time. I did want to talk to you as well about um, the fact that you've taken on radio. You are a radio man as well as a musician at this point. Yeah, baby. What inspired that move? <laughs> that's a, that's a short story. We went to Romania last, no, in 2018, we went, okay. to, we went to Romania playing on a really great and nice Romanian blues open air festival. Oh, nice. Then um, on this festival, I met a guy named Alex Oprea. You met him yeah. on last Saturday. He's, yeah. a, he's a really cool man and he does everything for the one he loves. He's dedicated to the vibe too. He's dedicated to radio and getting bands out there. So that's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's his word. Yeah. And he said, Hey, York, um, do you want to make radio? Um, uh, excuse me? Uh, what radio? Um, I'm playing radio? Making tech in radio? No, no. <laughs> um, can you make a radio show for me? Uh, um, yes, I can try. Okay. You have the place on Thursday. Every Thursday on um, 8 p.m., it's your time. So, uh, what the no, hell? No, you're... <laughs> so I started that. That was in the... Then finally in the last, in the last weeks of 2019. Right. Okay, then I did some radio shows, um, not regularly, not in a... Not in a 
interval. It was uh, one radio show in September, two in October, and was was glibbering a little bit around. And then came, um, then I started working together with the label in England, Dr. John Ray from Surgery Records Radio. You also, yeah, you also that's a very that's that's a very interesting group as well because he not only does radio, he promotes bands. He he's a record label, so that's uh, that's. He, He's uh, the the fastest growing label yeah. at the moment in UK. That's a really it's a really brilliant hybrid that he's creating for himself and and helping bands in the process. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy, guy and he also does everything for his artists. Yeah, that's fantastic. But, but let me finish that story. Yeah, of course. It was so great. So I had the the contract um, sent by Dr. John agreed everything okay and i made the slide fusion ep the three songs of slide fusion and sent him and okay he sent back the contract okay now you're a signed artist and every wednesday on his radio show there's a chat also going on in the same time Yo, then we were in the chat, chatting around and uh, told a little bit about the blues thing I I done, I created, then the slide fusion, then I told him, hey, I also have that Atonom um, in the in the in the pockets yeah. to, to finish it at any time and bring it to a label. And he said, hey, you have enough stuff to fill a, comp a, a whole uh, radio show of two hours. Do you want to? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Four or five uh, days later, he had a two hours show filled only with my own stuff. That is fantastic. And that was the point. That guy told me, okay, and your time will be every Wednesday at 6 GMT. <laughs> so you're saying other, other people just knew you were a radio guy. Yes, I never knew. <laughs> yeah, they discovered your talent beyond your talent. Yeah. You're like, hey, dude, I think I got this guitar thing figured out. Yeah, you do. Here's a microphone. Be a radio guy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> that way, yeah. Well, and then you, obviously, you and I uh, met online uh, because I programmed your music into Pluto Radio. Um, and, uh, of course, that to me, it was the same thing. I I was like, oh my God, this guy does blues, does does hard rock, does classic. I think there was um, a couple acoustic things that I pulled off of YouTube, actually, that you did and put on, on the station. Yeah, yeah. And what a wonderful talent. And then... Um, Thank you. And then you and I, I, I thought, well, this guy plays amazing guitar and i i have this song that um my band was kind of um a little broken apart at that time and i forwarded a song to you <laughs> i think it was basically loosely just called sunshine and it was a really basic piece together song and i thought i would take all these pluto radio people and see if i could involve them all in one song and uh you know the response was pretty good i had some 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 build up on that only I, if I remember correctly, you sent back a whole new song. I was a little bit afraid because I got those, I got those construct from you. Yeah. Um, and I was in this room 
and I had a and I did a loop and listening to it for around 20 or 30 minutes again and again and again and again. Yeah. Oh yes, I could do this. I grabbed a guitar, I tried a little bit around, fiddled a little bit on the on the on the riffing of that, and then I had the idea, no, it doesn't work. No, no, that's the wrong structure. I, I, I can't do this part again in this time. Okay, I cut it, your, your yeah, piece yeah. construct in yeah. a little piece, it, arranged it in another way. And in exact this moment, I, I, I glued the parts together. And in that moment, I had the riff. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Wait, and, and just so the audience understands, so you sent me back uh, basically three tracks. I mean, it yes, was it was correct. Yeah, it yeah. was guitar, bass, and drums. Of of basically, you were saying, "Hey, I don't know if you dig this, but here's an idea of where this song that you were doing could go." And I was so anxious. <laughs> yeah, well, at at that moment, I became anxious because I was like, "Damn, this! I don't think this will work. I don't think this will work for what I was doing." But this is so cool, and I would love to be able to show and express this other artists like. No, this is cool. Don't worry about it. Let's put this to use. And I remember I was kind of stalling you for a while. I think I got back. I think I got it done like in a week and a half, which was pretty fast. Yeah. But I was like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And and so I was freaking out on this end going, man, I want this to be really good. I want this guy to be impressed. So I rewrote uh, a new melody and completely different lyrics, obviously, to uh the song and got it back to you and you 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 know i was the same way i'm like jesus i hope this guy like because i sent back kind of the complete song i was on my my kid who did the sound on that yeah i'm just like julian you got to get this done fast man we got to get this to this guy i want to win this guy as a compadre i want i want this guy to be working with me it's got to be there it's got to be good and so yeah i was sitting on pins and needles for a while there and it was like Oh, okay. I think this guy likes this by the response that you gave me. I was so impressed by this. Oh, wow. It, it was so impressive. I heard this song. I sat down and I, I, my girlfriend was in the room. I was sitting there and she said, what's, what's going on? Um, what's that? I, I, I cannot identify your guitar riff, but what's, what's that for a song? And I sat there. And I could not say a word in this in this moment. It was, I was so impressed, really. Oh wow! Well, that's very cool. Well, you know what? I think it's only fair we throw the song into the show. The name of the song is "Electrify Me." Yeah, baby. Um, via Jorg and Renad, here it is. Thunder above, rain falling down all around this town. Makes me wonder why, as I reach up, fall down. Back up on my knees, reach for the sunshine, all that to get misery. Love's company. They say that misery. Love's company. But I'd rather shine. I'd rather shine, 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 shine. Just like a cowboy. Shine, 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 shine. Song to a burning in my head. I got a dream, 
process for me i think i said it on on your radio show that that artistically was probably the most satisfaction i'd had in years oh thank you that's yeah. a great great compliment thank you yeah. so much that was really cool so what the other thing i wanted to talk about was this video radio show that you produced yeah, on the last Saturday, my yes. first, the world's first visible radio show. Yes. And that was so funny. <laughs> I had a chat about that, about the term using first visible radio show. And Dr. John from <laughs> Surgery Records says, oh, but you know that a radio show can't be visible. And I told him, yes, but don't tell anybody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. It was an idea. Um, Alessandro from uh, PA74 Publishing asked me if I want to play again in the, in the series of concerts of Concerti Dal Divano. They started in Italy in April, around, around April. And they are doing concerts every week, two or three or maybe four concerts, um, having chat with Italian artists, with Italian producers, radio guys, and so on and so on. And um, you can imagine if you look into a stream, having eight Italian producers speaking simultaneously, you don't understand a word. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was was um, Alessandro started. He made a really good start. He made this concert series. And in the middle of the concert, I, I guess it must have been in August, he asked me, hey, don't you want to play for us a little concert, only a little bit of um, of acoustic guitar and singing? And okay, okay, no problem, I do. And the, the day came nearer and closer and closer and closer, and I had no clue how to do, because using all this this online stuff, and okay, I do it every day using with my guitar students, but hey, there I'm the master. <laughs> and not the poor guy that has to perform right. in front of a camera. It was a little bit of shock. And then the day came, I prepared a little bit using my my looper footboard for the acoustic stuff, picked out some of my songs, and it worked great. Wow. I, I could gain, I had gained a sum of um, Italian gigas and some Italian guys, they really loved this concert. And so it came that Alessandro asked me again in the late days of September, hey, don't you want to make again a concert? And we scheduled it. We had the, what did we want to do in the middle of October or so? And then I said, no, Alessandro, I have another idea. Let me invite guests. Let me do yeah. my radio show online. Yeah, but we want to hear you play. No, <laughs> I will have guests. I'm, I'm a radio guy now. I can play three or four or five songs. Right. And so this, this construct um, was, was there Yeah. In, in, in one moment. And then came in, okay, what bands do I have in the radio stream of the independent artists? Right. And so step by step, it came together to have all you great radio guys wow. out of my world, because it's, it's York's world. Right. And the music out of this world and, and a little bit of me. And so it came that it did Man, this, it, this it was great. And the, uh, the artists you had on were, were fabulous. I mean, sure. it, it really was a bang up show. And, it, and that can be that can still be found somewhere. Right. I mean, people, if if they hear this, they can go and listen to that and watch that. Where would they be able to find that? We decided to make it not public because oh, interesting. Um, it was a paid um, paid event. Right. And I guess it's quite unfair to let the people pay for the entrance. And after that, to say, OK, Right. Bye -bye. Now right. we are free. So I did it into a hidden group where only the participants and um, and the paid and uh, the paying guests in and can watch this concert again. But we did a compilation of the whole two hours and fifty two <laughs> minutes yeah. concert. It was planned to have two hours and okay, I was a little bit over only twenty. Only 52 minutes. Okay, first time. Sorry, excuse it's, me. <laughs> it's much better to be over than under. <laughs> yes, yeah. sure. Yeah. And we did this compilation. And my next step I want to do is to have sponsors to find, to use that compilation to go to to any international concerns or businesses to ask, hey, people, look, here we have a product 
And can you help us a little bit because we need a little money for advertising. Right. We need uh, to pay bills too and so on and so on. And I hope it will work. Yeah. So you are planning another one. Today, I had a very interesting talk to Mark Lenu from Fiction 6, a band I also played in the, I guess, in the radio stream a few weeks ago. And that guy wants really to have a place in the new show, and we plan to nice. do it on the 30th of January. Damn, you're not messing around. You're getting right back to it. Um, I, I can sleep when I'm dead. Not now. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. So you, you got some sleep, I assume, after doing that. I bet that was kind of a hair puller, putting all that stuff together for the first time, like online, someone's cable could have cut out, Show things in the show could have went wrong, just like a live show. Um, yes, it was um, very interesting to yeah. do this all. And you must know, because um, I told you about Alex from International Radio Deutschland. Yeah. So he is from Romania, and I had also that tour in Romania and slept in Romania. And you must know, uh, the northern part of Romania is called Transylvania. Ah, that's yes. the land where, where the bats and Dracula lives. Yeah. So you don't need sleep. I always hang uh, with my head down from, <laughs> from the ceiling. And so I don't need so I didn't much see, sleep. <laughs> I didn't see you open a coffin at the beginning of this show. I didn't see that. <laughs> hey, man, I got to tell you, I, I think we've covered quite a bit for our audience. So I'm going to cut us out for today. I, I hope that I can come back and talk to you again in the future. And uh, certainly Always. it's been a pleasure kind of getting to know you and doing some music with you was fantastic. Um, is there anything, is there any, any information you want to give the audience as far as contacting you, where they can see your work, where they can buy their the music or, or that one of those cool torn shirts? Um, oh, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Great idea. I, I simplified everything because I started as Jörg aus Ingolstadt. So nobody speaking English can say Jörg. No, no way. You right. don't have that all with the, with the funny points on it. So I decided to make a York because you also can only say York or George or, or so. So then that all looks absolutely boring. So I used the Northern style and I have that, that, how the do you say? The line through it. Yeah. The, the line. The line. So now I'm, I'm Jörg aus Ingolstadt. No, it doesn't work. So I decided to set everything I do in the same way. Now I'm York from Germany because the radio shows are in England, are in Romania, are in Ukraine, are in the desert. The great American yeah. desert, baby. Yeah. And so you can find me as York from Germany. My website is named uh, yorksworld.com. You can find me in Facebook as York from Germany, in Twitter as York from Germany. And okay, and on my homepage on the yorksworld.com, I also have all infos. I have a blogging page where you can read 
reviews about the artists I'm playing in the radio shows, the independent artists. You can find a shop system. You can find a, a single page called radio, a menu entry called radio, where you can find all the radio starting times for the shows every week. And in the shop, you can find, hey, hey, you can find funny coffee mugs, mugs. You can find great quality um, hoodies with the with the sign with the album cover on it from the album Torn, and you can also find T-shirts. That yeah, is fantastic, man! You got it covered. You can also be heard. I would make this point, looking out for my one of my own endeavors. Jörg can be heard on Pluto Radio with his amazing show called The Broadcastle. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been cool, man. And so I thank you again for coming on today and having this talk with me. It's been amazing to hang out with you, as always. It's my pleasure, John. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Thank you. Hey there, this is John. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival at the CEF.world. I also want to say, hey, thanks, York, for being on the show.